This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Get 30% shorter average wait time. When you buy and book your appointment at DiscountTire.com, you can get 30% shorter average wait time in the store. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD or CBD distillate tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors, uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. So if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. More courageous than the Liverpool goal against Manchester United, this episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Tanner and Steven, who we're feeling a bit glum today, folks, but we gave it our all, we gave it 110%, and you know what, we're, we're okay with that. Well, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Headlock Talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. Sorry, I'm a little uh, little off my game right now. Yeah, no, it's okay. I think I think we're all off our game. Uh, I am, of course, the off-his-game Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. And, of course, uh, across the table from me here, the one and the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Howdy. Howdy, Stephen. Um so this is the part of the episode where we actually give you an apology mm-hmm. because this episode uh, on a personal and professional level is not up to snuff compared to the rest of our episodes. Mm-hmm. We were um, having some uh, technical difficulties uh, throughout uh, really just just really poor sound quality, honestly. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll spare you the nitty gritty details, but um, we were having some problems with the softwares that we use and uh, didn't really realize it until the entire episode was recorded. Um, we did try to go back in and edit mm-hmm. as much as we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of uh, sizzling and popping, uh, but we we did edit it out as much as we could. Um, we are back up and running right now, uh, as you can hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to give give you guys a quick apology, mm-hmm. just because 
you know, here at Headlock Talk, we we try to uh, yeah, we we pride ourselves in and giving you top quality content. Yes, uh, not only top quality content, but that the content the, uh, listening wise is top quality as well. Correct. Um, and uh, we feel as though perhaps we've done a disservice to you. Um, it, this issue was very hard to actually track because it's not anything that we can actually see going on in real time. Um, so after we hit the record button and we let fly, you know, that's, that's, you know, about all we can do. Um, so in a nutshell, this week's episode sounds like Steven and I are talking to each other inside of a phone booth. Across the table from each other. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, uh, however, we do feel as though our content is good. We've recovered it as as high as we can, as best as we can. Um, but yes, this was painstaking. It's taken us hours to get where we even are now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, um, like I said, we, we hope that you stick in uh, around for this week's episode and uh, that you enjoy. Yeah. Um, Rest assured, we will be back up and running to full audio quality next week. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this, uh, unfortunately, this episode is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I, I still think it's a lot of fun. We, yes. we do have a lot of good jokes. Yes. Uh, mostly at Eric Bischoff's expense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just at WWE's expense, because they deserve it. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, we hope you guys enjoy. And on with today's show. Mm. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Indeed. My friend Stephen. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I'm, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. And, of course, uh, sitting across the table from me, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, Stephen. Uh, so, lots of news this week. Mm-hmm. Lots of big, crazy things happening. Some uh, weird stuff. Definitely. Some, some weird stuff, yeah. uh, some some interesting stuff, and yeah, in this crazy year of wrestling, this is one of the more odd weeks that we've had. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, let, let's dive right into what I would like to call the big news of the week. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> the big news of the week here, uh, coming out of WWE, that is. Uh, is the Eric Bischoff ship off? Yes. Uh, <laughs> bon voyage, Eric. It's very, very confusing. Yes, it's very confusing. It's it's very strange. Uh, yeah, just like a you know, uh, uh, basically a villain in an Eastern European adult film, Eric Bischoff seemingly has exited uh, faster and more mysteriously than he came. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, with that said, uh, Eric Bischoff, uh, he was relieved of his duties from WWE this week. That was uh, a good word. Relieved. <laughs> relieved. Um, lots and lots of news. Uh, <laughs> we've got an article here from Sports Illustrated uh, noting Eric Bischoff's uh, release here. WWE's decision to release Eric Bischoff took place on Monday night, multiple sources have told Sports Illustrated. Bischoff, who has been serving as the executive director of SmackDown... Since July, supposedly, supposedly, <laughs> uh, was informed by human resources, human resources, uh, on Tuesday morning following a creative meeting at WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. Uh, uh, that he, that they informed him that his services were no longer needed. Rather, uh, unlike Paul Heyman overseeing Raw, Bischoff was never given creative authority on SmackDown. 
burn. Yeah. <laughs> he was originally intended to oversee creative, but multiple sources confirmed that his directive was largely to observe. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, like, like, why hire the guy in the first place if you're just like, okay, just watch. Yeah, we're gonna buy, we're we're gonna get this guy. We're gonna pay him a yeah. bunch of money. Yeah, to have him watch our product. Right. Like, and they moved him out. Like, like he packed up all of his stuff from his Wyoming home, moved his family out to Connecticut, and then like in four months they're like, we no longer need you. Jesus. Like, go back to Wyoming. Well, apparently they didn't need him at all, because they never gave him creative control. No, no, no. He did not. (laughs) Uh, Bischoff's four-month run working for Vince McMahon will be marked by his failure to assimilate into the corporate structure of the company, though his dismissal is not a complete loss for WWE. See, that (laughs) that part confuses me, and I know I already already told you this off-air. Yeah. Like, so you hire this guy, and have him come in, and you have him just observing, mm-hmm. right? And then four months later, you fire him because he hasn't done anything. Yep. But you you weren't letting him do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just very confusing. It's very strange. Yeah. I, I don't really know what's going on. Uh, the man who will be replacing Eric Bischoff will actually be um, Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Uh, who had been effectively run, been running SmackDown uh, even while Eric Bischoff was there. See, like, <laughs> what? Yeah. That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he, was doing the, he, was, he was doing the show, and Eric Bischoff was just like, I'm here. Yeah. And I guess he was, like, showing up to meetings and stuff like that. I, it's know. almost like they, they only, they just wanted his name. Mm-hmm. You know, like, whenever, whenever they brought Paul Heyman in, they wanted someone to be like, they they just wanted a name that they could put with SmackDown mm-hmm. where they're like, oh yeah, we're going back to our roots or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and having people be excited for Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. But even then, you don't let Eric Bischoff do anything, so... Right, right. Well, and, and let's kind of dive into maybe a little bit more of Eric Bischoff's days, uh, day-to-day uh, happenings here. Mm-hmm. Uh, per WrestleZone News... And, of course, per the Wrestling Observer newsletter, uh, you know, uh, there was uh, an interview uh, where, according to a WWE official speaking to Dave Meltzer, quote, Eric had absolutely no vision. And once we were headed... Damn. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What a damning indictment that is. And once we were headed uh, uh, into Fox, everything was falling through the cracks, uh, said the official. Um, uh, also, quote... Uh, that Eric, quote, messed up multiple times with SmackDown's new home. Uh, you know, so, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know what that means. They're, it's pretty vague. Yeah, a lot of... Okay, so we should probably take a step back. A lot of this pertaining to Eric Bischoff's firing is super vague, yeah. right? And there's a, there's a bunch of different people with multiple different things to say in accordance to the issue. Mm-hmm. So, I, I really don't know. Um, uh more so over Dave Meltzer expanded that Dave, uh, that, I'm sorry, that uh, Bischoff, rather, often worked a full day before heading to dinner with his wife and that WWE officials couldn't get a hold of him on certain days after 7 p.m. How dare you? Right. How, uh, how uh, dare you have dinner with your wife? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we really need to get video on this podcast because the face I'm making right now is just like utter confusion. Like... No, Eric, you're gonna be available at all times for me. You you have to be a WWE robot. Yeah. You 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 can't have a life. No. How dare you? Right. Like, like this is, oh my God. You gotta be like everybody else. 
At my beck and call all the time. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're probably not too far off, to be honest. Probably not, unfortunately. Um, uh, Bruce Pritchard, uh, the man, of course, um, taking over Eric Bischoff's spot here uh, on SmackDown, uh, uh, per uh, .com, uh quote, on Bischoff being let go, uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard says, well, I don't like to say that I think that Eric Bischoff is, well, first of all, Eric is a friend of mine, and Eric is a good friend of mine that I love personally, and I love him professionally. And I was sad. Oh. I know, right? He loves him professionally. And personally. Ooh. Mm, spicy. <laughs> and I was sad for the news that came out this past week on a professional and a personal level. Uh, so I want to wish Eric the absolute best. Eric and I aren't, you know, oh my god, Eric's gone, I can't ever talk to him again. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, and you know, sometimes in business, things happen for whatever reasons. Sometimes you don't know the reasons and you have to move on. But I do believe that Eric is one of the smartest guys I've ever met and worked with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty standard uh, statement there, yeah. honestly. So, I mean, what, what would... I mean, like I said, there's a lot of people who have said a lot of things that they'd be like, oh, okay, Eric Bischoff's here, and he's just going to meetings, or, like, they'll see him in, like, the catering room, or, like, you know, not, not really participating a whole lot, but, like, from what it sounds like, he wasn't really told that he has to do a lot, right? I mean, that's what I'm getting out of it, yeah. Right, so, I mean, what, what do you think here, Steven? I mean, four months, is that is that too soon? Did Eric just have no chance? Like, what... Like, was it just not, like, doomed from the start? Like, I felt that way. I mean, it, it really just seems like, you know, everything we're hearing right now and everything we've been hearing over the past, you know, little bit with Eric Bischoff, it's almost like they just kind of set him up for failure. You know, like, it, it really sounds like they they brought him on, gave him no power, and then fired him because he wasn't making an impact. Right. Well, and, I mean, let's, let's you know, take another uh, swing at this here. Uh, Eric Bischoff, uh, though he was not directly responsible for SmackDown um, on its like runnings and its showing and uh, all that other stuff, SmackDown kept failing in the ratings once it made to Fox. So, Did they just hire him as a scapegoat? Like, well, I mean, I think that it's not unreasonable for that to be a theory for yeah. sure, right? Like, it, uh, it's just so confusing. We suck, so we gotta let somebody go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, it, it really just sounds like they hired him with no plan, really. Yeah. And, and just, just had no plan going forward into what his involvement or what his part was going to be. And then just kind of pulled the rug out from underneath and was like, we don't need you anymore. It's like, well, you didn't, apparently you didn't need me already. Yeah, but th does that surprise you at all, though? Like, that they went in with, like, no plan and then they're like, well, we gotta do something. Let's, no. Let's fire Eric. <laughs> that, that doesn't surprise me at all. No, they're... I mean, WWE, uh, more and more nowadays, seems to be flying at the seat of their pants. Yeah. So, I mean, even with... In, like, every regard. Like, yeah, from the I'm, show to, like, everything happening. Yeah, like, you, like creative, <laughs> like, wrestlers, storylines, even big, huge business decisions like this, they're kind of just like, I feel like doing this today. You know? Paul, you got raw. Uh, Eric, you, you sit back and watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? It just doesn't make any sense. It, it's 
It's super vague in the reasoning. Yeah. It, it's very confusing from all aspects. Yeah. And it, it really just makes me think, like, why did you even bring him on in the first place? With with Eric Bischoff doing his 83 weeks show, uh, his, his podcast, I, I really hope that there is maybe some clarification from the man himself. And I, and I can't wait for the time that, that comes when he can sit down and speak candidly. Um, I mean, according to this, uh, these articles here, uh, he is considered an at-will employee, which means that he does not have any kind of uh, uh, 90-day uh, compete clause or any or like non-compete clause or anything like that. So he, I mean, he's open and willing uh, whenever he wants to be to, to speak on the issue. He can work anywhere that he wants. I mean... Man, what if he goes to AEW? I don't know if that would be good for AEW necessarily. No, no, no. I don't think so either. Yeah. But it, I don't know. It'd be <laughs> funny at the very least, even just as like an on-screen guy. It'd yeah. be pretty funny. Well, I mean, that's least. what that's what he did when he first showed up to Raw back in like 2002. They were just like, you know, we need a GM. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Eric. <laughs> they they should just uh have him be an on-screen talent for AEW, but only give him lines uh like basically write as if it were Vince. Right. And, and then just have Eric Bischoff be like like that's his joke. That's his gimmick. Right. Is that like he's the WWE like, like, guy? Like, like talk with a croak in his voice and exactly. he's just like I always have a cold. Mm-hmm. He, he also <laughs> like, talks needs, like Vince the whole time. He also needs to be jacked as fuck and hate everybody. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, but since we've talked a lot about SmackDown and who is and who isn't running SmackDown, mm. um, obviously, bon voyage, Eric. We wish you all the best in yes, your future endeavors. Of course. Um, I don't mean to be rude to the man himself. Uh, it's just a very weird it's, uh, story. It's almost com- like comical. Like, yeah, yeah. What, what the hell? Like, why did you... <laughs> like, what was this even for? Yeah. Um, yeah. The more I think about it, the more I think it, it was just a scapegoat thing. Yeah. I mean... Not- I really think they just brought him on because they were bringing Paul Heyman on, mm-hmm. and they didn't want SmackDown to be the brand that wasn't getting a new face. Hmm. And, and then they they were just, you know, they really even when they hired him, they didn't know what they were gonna do with him. And now with uh, SmackDown ratings going down, they're like, nah, it's Bishop's fault. Get yeah, he's here. like, yeah, he, <laughs> he he just wasn't effective. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yes, moving along here, Let, let's talk about the shows themselves, because uh, some major and not-so-major shakeups have happened mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because of the uh, recent drafts that have happened on SmackDown and Raw. Did you, um, <laughs> If you saw SmackDown and Raw, you, you got to see these uh, uh, war room segments that they had where, like, quote-unquote executives of Fox and quote-unquote executives of USA right. uh, were, like, you know, scheming to draft different uh, WWE uh, superstars, mm-hmm. wrestlers, mm-hmm. talent. Um, so, like in in one of these here, like the USA one had like had like this like robot, and then like the SmackDown, the Fox one had like the NFL robot, and it was like, why why the hell do they have these two robots? Like, <laughs> like it made no sense at all. We're selling success. <laughs> Robots equal success. Look at these giant robots we have. There's nothing going on. You think we could afford these expensive ass robots? It was pretty. It was pretty funny. Uh, but it's like you know, that's just a symptom of they're like we're not taking this seriously. Um, 
<laughs> but anyway, um, yes, two nights worth of drafts for Raw and for SmackDown uh, to shuffle up these new or not so new rosters, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got some some pretty um, uh, predictable ones, like like you know Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are staying on Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock Lesnar just beat Kofi Kingston a few weeks ago, so he's staying on SmackDown. Uh, you know, uh, the New Day is staying on SmackDown, of course. You know, um, so like there were in some aspects ways that they didn't really shake it up or or anything like that. I mean, we can go over the listing here if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Raw, you've got Becky Lynch, the OC, which is uh, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anders- Anderson, rather. Um, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Ricochet, Bobby Lashley, Alexa Bliss, Kevin Owens, Natalia, the Viking Raiders, <clears throat> sorry, the War Raiders, <laughs> uh, Hanson and Rowe, uh, Nikki Cross, the Street Profits, Seth Rollins, Charlotte Flair, Andrade, and Zelina, uh, the Kabuki Warriors, Rusev, Aleister Black, Cedric Alexander, Umberto Carrillo, Eric Rowan, uh, Buddy Murphy, Jinder Mahal, R-Truth, Samoa Joe, Akira Tozawa, Shelton Benjamin, Rey Mysterio, Titus O'Neil, Liv Morgan, Kurt Hawkins, and Zack Ryder. No Way Jose. See, this is where it starts getting a little bit vague here. No Way Jose. <laughs> uh, Mojo Raleigh, uh, The Iconics, Sarah Logan, and AOP. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's the raw side of things. Pretty solid roster. Actually, yes, very surprisingly solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the SmackDown roster here, we've got Roman Reigns, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Sasha Banks, Braun Strowman, uh, Lacey Evans, The Revival, uh, Lucha House Party, uh, Heavy Machinery, Brock Lesnar, The New Day, Daniel Bryan, Bailey, Shinsuke Nakamura, um, Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler, and uh, Robert Roode, Carmella, The Miz, Baron Corbin, Chad Gable, Elias, Luke Harper, Cesaro, Drake Maverick, Fire and Desire, which is uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, mm-hmm. and then of course Dana Brooke. Right. So. And this is where it gets confusing, y'all. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there's a lot that we need to touch on because, uh, again, um, they're like the rosters sound solid enough on paper. Uh, I mean, Raw does at least. Raw sound. Raw looks very, very good. Raw looks stacked, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, like. Almost like surprisingly and like discouragingly very stacked compared to SmackDown, which is like Fox is giving them so much money, mm-hmm. right? And USA Network's just like, hey, we're just happy you're here, pal. Right, right. <laughs> um, I'm just super confused by this, man. Like, you know, they they've been they've been bumping up this crazy move to to Fox for for so long and, and saying that. You know, SmackDown's going to be the new It brand and everything like that. Yeah. And, you know, no no offense or anything to, to the wrestlers that are on SmackDown now, mm-hmm. but um, comparing the two rosters is night and day, man. Well, I'm glad that you bring that up, Steven, because this there would be no other perfect moment to play one of our favorite game segments here, Wordplay. Yeah. Yeah, wordplay. Uh, so we're gonna we've got a few different topics here for wordplay, and uh, we'll kind of go along the lines here and see kind of uh, what we think here about you know a few of these selections here. So, I mean, I guess to start off wordplay here, Stephen, uh, wordplay on the WWE draft overall, uh, very one-sided. 
one-sided. Is going to be my word right now, just because, uh, yeah, li- like I said, Raw is freaking stacked, and you know, SmackDown definitely has some some talented people on there. You know, they got New Day, Daniel Bryan, Bailey, Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura. I yeah. mean, these these are good wrestlers, but it's just a weird like amalgamation of wrestlers. Whereas I I feel like Raw has a really good like rounded out roster. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they have they have stars, they have big guys they have athletic guys yeah and then smackdown just kind of has the leftovers almost and i i don't want to be that mean about it but i these rosters make no sense to me Hmm. yeah and i'm kind of like looking over some of this here too and um perplexed is my word i'm perplexed by the the draft overall Mm. uh because kind of like what we just noted here I mean, I feel like, if anything, these rosters should be switched, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like in reality, because Fox is like, here is like billions and billions of dollars for you to be on our network, and we want you to put on like the great, like a really great show, and give us something like you know weekly uh, that our viewers can really enjoy, and you know, I mean, it's like everything is in WWE's favor in that deal, and then they're like. <laughs> like we're gonna give Raw the absolute best roster of all time. Yeah. LOL. Here's your <laughs> roster, Fox. Like, yeah. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why is? Uh, so here, here's kind of um, one low key thing that I'm perplexed by, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Bailey actually won back the SmackDown Women's Championship. She's mm-hmm. gone on this tirade. She's the new Bailey, mm-hmm. right? You know, totally heel now. Yeah. New hair. New hair. New attire. Right. New attitude. Yeah. She's got a new attitude. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you've got Bailey on SmackDown. All right. Uh, let's see who would be competing for her title. Okay. Yeah. Lacey Evans. Okay. Mm. Carmella. Okay. Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. And then, if they needed to, Fire and Desire and, and Dana Brooke. So you got Sasha Banks, really? Yeah, like Sasha's like the the biggest competitor, but right now they're like, you know, friendly. They're mm-hmm. like they're 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 like back to being friends. So it's like the women's division on SmackDown is very very thin. Um, and then you look on Raw and you're like, okay, so they've got Sarah Logan, they've got the Iconics, mm-hmm. uh, they've got, let's see here. Uh, Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss, Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair, yeah. They've got uh, the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie Sane, Becky Lynch, yeah. Becky Lynch is the champ. Like, it's ridiculous. Any one of those people can challenge for the title. Absolutely, any one. And, and then on SmackDown, you have maybe two that can challenge for the title. One being Sasha Banks, the second one being Lacey Evans, but. Like you said, Sasha Banks and Bailey are all buddy buddy right now. And then so you already you just had the thing with Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch. You really right. want to put her in the title scene immediately again? Yeah. So so you've got like you've got like Lacey Evans and then the possibility of maybe like Carmella. And then like, maybe maybe and then like possibly like you know further back there you've got like Dana Brooke. Yeah. Yeah. You know like I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, man. Really, like, <laughs> but then like you look at like the raw roster, and it's like, holy shit! Like, 
stacked. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, so you've got AJ Styles alone. Like, how did you draft him, like, as the OC? Like, just put it under, like, an umbrella and tie it with a bow. Like, the OC, here yeah, you go. Yeah. Like, you get Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Oh, and by the way, AJ Styles. Right. Just by the way here. And then you've got, like, like I said, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, who's the champ, who is, like, the most diminished out of the list so far, Buddy mm. Murphy, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio. Like, these are all guys who could be competing for the title. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up. And that's not even, like, in like counting, like, you know, Eric Rowan or, heaven forbid, Jinder Mahal, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, whoa. Like, uh, gosh. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's just extremely confusing like, to me. Like, I guess I'm gonna have to like really get into gear on tuning into Raws on on Mondays again. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no no mention of Mike Canellis as he's put in his release notice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so that's that is what it is. Um, you know, I mean, the guy's obviously been unhappy for a while. Maria allegedly wants to stay. Uh, so there there is that. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens to them and, yeah. and that storyline going forward. Uh, unfortunately, as well, uh, this whole Bobby Lashley and Rusev and Lana love triangle, uh, that continues. Oh, boy. I'm very worried for Rusev and Lana. I'm very worried for them in, like, real life because, like... Yeah? I mean, these things have a pattern to them, man. Yeah. Like, you know... Um. Uh, I don't know. Like, there's just... I don't know. I've got a weird feeling about it. I mean, that segment with uh, Lana and Bobby Lashley was so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. yeah. All of them are. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm specifically talking about the makeout segment, like, though. Rusev, like, perpetually looks moments away from crying. Yes. And it's like, oh, Jesus. And... and <laughs> man, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, yeah. The, these are good answers for the draft overall. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some specific moves, though, Stephen. Yeah. For wordplay here. Uh, wordplay. Alistair Black to Raw. Awesome. Good word. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I really think Raw is a good place for him to be, especially with uh, Ricochet, Seth Rollins, a lot of people like that being on there. Mm-hmm. Um, just really solid talent. And Alistair Black, again, is a solid talent. So putting him up with better solid talent will lead to some really good matches. And uh, I don't know. With uh, with SmackDown, it, it's going to be the Brock and Kane show for, for the next several months, I'm sure. And so yeah, maybe. putting Alistair Black on, on Raw... Hopefully, we'll give him a little bit more time to shine. Mm-hmm. I'm going with game-changing. Mm. It's, it's a game-changer because now we can finally bring Aleister Black out of that stupid closet that he keeps cutting promos in. And as I noted last week on uh, After Dark 2, Electric Boogaloo, yes. uh, which you guys should definitely go and check out, by the way. That was an awesome episode. A super fun episode. Kick-ass episode. Uh, thank you, of course, again to, to Mags and Queen and Josh for coming on. Um, but yeah, Alistair Black going to Raw is game changing because mm-hmm. he can finally be himself, and it's really easy to book him, mm-hmm. right? Like it's super easy. Just be like, all right, go out there week after week and just destroy people. Yeah. And so far for the last two weeks, that's what he's done. Mm-hmm. Like, nope, let's not cut any promos. Nobody needs to know that you can cut promos. Just go out there and like just destroy people. And you know that's how he's gonna get over. That's how he got over in NXT. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy, and 
sooner or later, he's going to be challenging for a title, whether that's the IC title from AJ, which that would be crazy. That'd be insane, yeah. It'd be a great match. Uh, or it could be against Seth Rollins, and maybe he actually brings something out of Seth Rollins that Seth hasn't felt in at least over a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I agree. So, yeah, I think it's game-changing for Aleister Black. And game-changing for Raw, really. Like, mm-hmm. the, the Dutch Destroyer's back, baby. Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> uh, here we go. Wordplay here, Steven. Eric Rowan to Raw and Luke Harper to SmackDown. A, a little two-for-one here. So can my word be three words? Sure. I mean, yeah, it's fine. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah? Like, I mean, you have these guys <laughs> together for so long that, that you make us think that they can't really wrestle separately. Yeah. And, and then out of nowhere, no fanfare, no nothing, no explanation, you draft them to two different shows. Well, it's just very strange to me. Well, like, they had, like, Eric Rowan be, like, Daniel Bryan's guy on SmackDown. Right. Right. And, um... Yeah, uh, then, like, all of a sudden, you bring back Luke Harper to feud alongside Eric Rowan with, uh, or, or rather, against Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, my word is strange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's just that's just strange. That's just weird. Okay, so you just brought him back, like, less than a month ago, and now you're like, nope, never mind, y'all are going to be separate again. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. like, if you had given some kind of explanation to it, I'd be a little bit more inclined to to be down for it, but yeah. I mean they just did it. No fanfare, no nothing. They they didn't say anything, and they were just like, "All right, yeah, here it is." It's like, well, and it looked okay. like they were meshing really well as a tag team together. For sure, absolutely. Yeah, so, I agree. I mean, it's like, I mean, they, they've always operated well as a tag team. Um, I mean, it's really kind of just a missed opportunity, you know? Yeah, true, true. So, but maybe that's what they're trying to get at here is like, let's not be different anymore or, or let's, let's not keep doing the same patterns uh, let's let's try and be different right i mean i respect that yeah for sure let's do, do a little bit of something different yeah yeah who, who knows? knows um here's an intriguing one steven word play here on braun Strowman to smackdown braun Strowman. brand strawman <laughs> brune Strowman. bork stortman bork stortman yeah um I don't know, man. I, I, I really, I really, I don't have a word for this one. I really don't know what to think, just because Braun Strowman's one of those guys that should be big, and, and he sh- he should be huge. He should be in the title scene, like at all times, in my opinion. Like Braun Strowman's great, but they just do all these weird things with him all the time. That, True, you know where you know he feuded with Corbin for a while for no goddamn reason at all. Now he's sorry. Now he's <laughs> now he's having this thing with Tyson Fury, which literally means nothing. He had <laughs> he had that feud with um those SNL guys for a little bit. Yeah, and like, dude, this guy is awesome, and, mm. and he's great. He's a great wrestler, and and you just put him in these garbage storylines for no reason. Yeah, and, and so. Cool. There's something different with Braun Strowman. I'm happy about that. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, is it just going to be more of the same with Braun Strowman where like all of the weird segments that you need to pawn off on somebody on SmackDown is going to go to Braun Strowman? Uh, Maybe, but at the same time, Steven, my word here is liberating Mm. because I do think that this this can be a new start for for Braun. Um, Maybe Bruce Pritchard can bring in some new ideas for him yeah and hopefully this whole thing with uh tyson fury does give him some kind of media launching pad to where more people have eyes on braun yeah um 
you know, hopefully that's successful. And maybe, just maybe, come WrestleMania season, he can finally put this whole can't beat Brock Lesnar thing to rest. Yeah. Because I'm looking over this SmackDown roster here, and there's not really anybody clear-cut who can beat Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you might be able to try Kofi and Lesnar at Mania just to see. Uh, or, I mean, uh, truth be told here, I'd, I'd love to see Big E break out and and have a singles run. Yeah. And him versus Brock would be super, super crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that hopefully Braun can put away all this Brock Lesnar hoodoo. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm going with liberating. I, I could definitely see mm. it being a good thing. Liberating is definitely a really good word. Uh, you know, like I said, a change is good, mm-hmm. considering we've been getting some weird stuff from him mm-hmm. uh, for the last little bit. So, yeah, may- maybe liberating it would be a good word. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, wait and see on that one for sure, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about this one here, Stephen? Wordplay on Buddy Murphy to Raw. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, no, Buddy Murphy's great. And, and this is kind of uh, just the same thing or the same reasoning as my Alistair Black thing. Yeah. Uh, where Buddy Murphy is just super solid. He, yeah. He is an insanely good wrestler. He's he's one of the best that they have right now, honestly. Mm-hmm. And putting him on the Raw roster, which for whatever reason is the more stacked roster out of the two, mm-hmm. is is the way to go. I mean, he, he's going to have some super solid matches. And I, I can't wait for Buddy Murphy to become huge because he deserves it. Right, right. I'm going with opportunity here. Mm-hmm. Opportunity is a big, big word here for, for uh, Buddy Murphy here. Because need I remind you the roster that Raw has, again, mm-hmm. similarly to how we noted Aleister Black earlier, you know, I mean, they're almost mirroring each other at this point, which is very, very interesting. Right. Um, because look at the kind of matchups now that... Uh, Buddy Murphy or Aleister Black, and I hate that we keep going back to him, but I mean, like, this is very cool for both of these guys. Mm-hmm. But, like, look at this like, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Ricochet, uh, let's skip over Bobby Lashley, uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens, you know, I mean, Seth Rollins versus Buddy Murphy could be interesting, Cedric Alexander, Humberto Carrillo. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Rey Mysterio versus Buddy Murphy. Like, there's a lot of really good matchups there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes, this is a big opportunity for Buddy Murphy, and I hope that they fully take advantage of it. Absolutely, yeah. And go- going off something you just said a second ago, I feel like SmackDown's roster, we're kind of going away from wordplay a little bit, sorry. but No, it's fine. I, I feel like SmackDown's roster has kind of painted themselves into a box where mm-hmm. you, you really only have a few possible like pathways for, for the championships. Right. Where, whereas with raw it's completely open. Like mm-hmm. any of these people can, fe- can feud with any of these people. Uh, whereas SmackDown it's, it's way more closed off, you know? No, I would, I would definitely agree with that for sure. So no, absolutely. I mean, Bruce Pritchard, I mean, he's worked for WWE for a while now. He's worked for them before. He's Get a, ready, though, because you're going to have your work cut out for you. Yeah, I mean, he's a fairly creative guy, but yeah, he's definitely going to have to put in some work, mm-hmm. for sure, into that roster. Especially with how much pressure there is with the SmackDown being on Fox thing. For sure, yeah. Here's an interesting one, Stephen. Mm. Wordplay, The Fiend to SmackDown. Uh, I don't know what to think about this one. I mean, they... <laughs> 
Steven's speechless. I am a little speechless. I mean, I, I was waiting. The, that, that could be your word. Speechless. I guess speechless would be a good word just because I, I don't know what they're going to do with him going forward. You know, they, they kind of flubbed his, his whole thing with Seth Rollins and, and in my opinion, pulled out the rug from underneath him and pulled out a lot of momentum from his, his big push. And, you know, now you have Firefly Funhouse on SmackDown, I'm assuming. Uh, well, no, because Seth burned down the Firefly Funhouse on Raw. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're saying they care about continuity? Like, come yeah, on now. true, true, true. So, I mean, now you... You can always rebuild a new one. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, and maybe have it a little bit more, like, freaking nuts, you know, now, <laughs> or whatever. Um, I guess speechless is a word, just because I don't know what they're going to do with him. Mm. I, I don't know what they can do with him. You know, they... They had the, this big push, had the match with Seth Rollins, which, you know, we we mentioned on uh, After Dark 2, Electric Boogaloo, that <laughs> even that was too quick, yeah. him, him having the match with Seth Rollins, and then having that match that was booked too quickly mm. end so catastrophically, mm. it, it just pulled the rug out from underneath him. So mm-hmm. they're almost going to have to not start over, you know, because people know who The Fiend is. But they almost do have to start over with this push on SmackDown. So well, and I'm glad that you said that because my word is restart. Yeah, yeah. My word is definitely restart here because you're gonna have to fix a lot of shit. Absolutely. What's going on with the uh, the fiend? Um, so let let's start with what's going on wrong here, right? Yeah. This whole Seth Rollins thing is wrong. Yes. Right. Like we we've determined that a long time ago, weeks ago. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but with Crown Jewel two, Electric Boogaloo, Electric Boogaloo yeah. <laughs> coming up soon, um, they they're can they're still going with this whole Seth and and the Fiend thing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay, well now they're on different brands. Why do we keep going to this well here, right? Like, there's no use for it. But uh, I mean. So here's my here's my big like gripe with this here. Mm-hmm. So they were setting up Crown Jewel, uh, and they were like, "We're gonna do this Team Hogan versus Team Flair thing," and it's like, "Cool, this is <laughs> yeah. great. I'd rather see the two old men fight each other instead of having these ten, you know, dweebs do it, <laughs> right. right? Like it's it's whatever." Um, <laughs> but then like. They then decide, no, let's keep this whole, like, Bray Wyatt, the, you know, the Fiend versus Seth thing going. Mm-hmm. So, like, Seth was already the quote-unquote captain of Team Hogan, mm-hmm. and but then they book him for another match, a Falls Count Anywhere match for the Universal title for Crown Jewel. Cool. Great. Great. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen there? Like, you, you <laughs> like obviously, like... WWE's booked themselves into another corner once again, a la uh, our friend Josh Robinson from Wrestling Reverb. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Fiend's obviously not going to win. Like, you're not going to bring the Universal title to SmackDown when Brock is the WWE champion. Yep. Like, you're not going to just, you know, remove the title from that brand. Right. At least, I, I mean, I don't think they are. Um, they better not. They better not. I mean, <laughs> if, if you're going to keep pushing this brand split down our throats, at least have some continuity to it. Yeah, the, the new main title for Raw is the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> Which, I mean, that, that that might not be the worst thing ever. At least that title has some kind of lineage and meaning to it. I suppose, yeah. Um, yeah. We're, 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 we're tangenting, unfortunately, folks. Uh, but, 
I, I guess why I'm saying this is um, the restart here. After Seth uh, and, and, the, and the Fiend thing finally gets done and over with here, however they're going to get out of it, who knows. But after they get out of that, Bray can at least go back to SmackDown. He can at least, you know, tear through the roster as he was supposed to do, or at least hopefully he can tear through the roster as he's supposed to do. And, you know, he's another guy who could potentially face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. You know? You know, Fiend versus Brock. I, I could see it happening. I guess. Yeah. Um, but like I said, yeah, it's a it's a restart, first and foremost. Yeah. For, for the Fiend. No, for sure. I, I definitely agree with that aspect. I'm just very, very worried. <laughs> I think I we're, guess. we're all very worried yeah. about, about a lot of things, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, pertaining to, to WWE here. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's the fiend. Um, here is the one that I am most curious about, however, Steven. Oh, hey, this giant truck just drove by my house. We apologize. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. (laughs) Anyways. Um, so the one that I'm most confused about here, Mm -hmm. Cain Velasquez goes undrafted. Mm -hmm. So, so wordplay here, Steven. What do you make of this? Dumb. <laughs> Dumb as hell. Because obviously he's on SmackDown. Right. Like, there, there's no way he's on Raw. But is he? I mean, where? what do you mean? So, where else is he going to go? So here, here, okay, using your your word here, dumb, right? Yeah. So, on the premiere of SmackDown on Fox, uh-huh. the show ends with Brock Lesnar, he F5s and Kofi and just destroys him. In seven seconds, right? It was the saddest thing, unfortunately, in, in yeah. all of SmackDown history. It was very sad. Um, what happens next is uh, Rey Mysterio comes out because Brock had killed him and uh, his son Dominic on Monday, uh, leading up to SmackDown. But Ray has Kane Velasquez, mm-hmm. and Kane goes in there and he he double legs Brock down to the down to the mat, starts pounding on him. Cool. This sets up for Kane versus Brock at Crown Jewel Two, mm-hmm. right? For the title, right? For the for the title, right? Yeah. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it is for the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, he would he, go ahead. He would have to be on SmackDown, though, right? Well, one would think. However, they drafted Rey Mysterio, Kane's mouthpiece in this whole thing, mm-hmm. to Raw. Right. So like. Okay, who's gonna talk for Kane Velasquez now? Because Kane's not gonna cut promos on his own within the first, you know, few weeks of him being there. Maybe even first few months. Right, right. Well, this this is similar to the the Bray Wyatt Fiend uh, scenario, but it's like even worse. You know? <laughs> yeah. They they keep him undrafted, which makes no sense. But then they also, like you said, draft away his mouthpiece to Raw. So now, it is this a uh, is this a uh, Tyson Fury scenario where he's not actually signed with WWE. He's not actually on a show. Uh, according to WWE themselves, he signed a multi-year deal to them. So you have <laughs> you have all this crazy buildup to, to switching <laughs> SmackDown to Fox. Yeah, and, and you you spend a bunch of money. I'm sure a lot of money to get Kane Velasquez on your brand, and 
the the first thing that you set up is Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez, which in Vince McMahon's mind it can, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, he's, you know, like <laughs> that that's like, it. Yeah, the the meme of him like falling over in his like his what is his his office chair? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that's like that's like that. Yes, right. exactly. Like like if Kane was only like maybe like sixty pounds more muscle, like then he'd be like. Oh god. Yeah, Vince would have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like you you build up this huge match and then you don't even it's the simplest thing, but you don't even say he's on SmackDown because let's be real here, he is. There's no way he's on Raw. And if he signed this multi-year deal, there's no way he's not on a show. So he's obviously on SmackDown. But the simplest, smallest thing, fingers that, crossed, that you need to do is be like, "Hey, look everybody, Cain Velasquez is on SmackDown. Woohoo! Isn't yeah, that, isn't that cool? I mean, they didn't even do that. Yeah, they they're, they're just like, nope, no mention of Cain Velasquez. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's almost like they're trying to keep um like WWE and whatever happens in Saudi Arabia separate. <laughs> you know, and it yeah, I I don't yeah. even I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but I mean, where does this leave Cain Velasquez after Crown Jewel? You know, nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows, Stephen. And, and you would think that you would want to let your fans know the outcome of or the the path that one of your biggest guys is going to be taking. But, mm. but whatever. Yeah. No, I, I'm. I don't run WWE. So. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, and I don't have much else uh, to expand on this here because I think you you've noted this very perfectly, even mm-hmm. though that you and I. You know, <laughs> we're seeing different sides of this, but I mean, I think ultimately we feel the same way. That, yeah. You know, that yeah, you said dumb, right? And and th- sure did. I'm I'm saying this is stupid. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like like synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're on the same page for this one here, Stephen. Um, so yes, that was some wordplay. That was pretty fantastic. I'm glad that we got to. Got to do that. I like wordplay. Word, wordplay is a lot of fun, man. It's fun times. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I don't know of anything better to follow up wordplay as a segment for. Oh, goodness, Steven. Uh, <laughs> then uh, this next game here that we like to play, our, 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 another segment of ours, mm-hmm. Face Turn, Heel Turn. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, indeed. Uh, if this is your first time listening to Headlock Talk, uh, this is where... We just kind of, uh, you know, banter a little bit and uh, kind of like buy or sell. We we try to take a stance on something and uh, try and give you our thoughts. Yeah, it's like you know, do you like it? Do you not? Pros cons kind of yeah, thing. Just yeah, just a little bit of a little bit of this and that and the other. Yeah, right. Um, so some major news coming out uh, towards the end of this week was, uh, WWE had been exploring the option. Of doing an NXT Japan ex- expansion, mm-hmm. NXT Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, reported here uh, per WrestlingInc.com, uh, it was reported earlier this week that WWE tried to purchase Pro Wrestling Noah, uh, Japanese promotion, uh, to use as a foundation for the NXT Japan brand. That deal did not work out, but it was also reported that WWE had eyes on other Japanese promotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter now reports that WWE was also in talks excuse me, to purchase the Stardom Women's Wrestling promotion in Japan. And, of course, as a follow-up, uh, Stardom was actually purchased this week by the parent company of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Bushi Road. So, in a nutshell here, WWE wanted to use uh, Noah and Stardom 
as the springboard to uh, open up this uh, NXT Japan brand. Now, even though they weren't able to purchase either of these companies, uh, uh, they are obviously, sounds like they're still looking for different options here. Yeah, it, it's still indicative of their, their larger plan, for sure. Right. Even though these didn't go through. Ex- yeah, 100%. And I mean... I mean, I could see it going, you know, either way here. Uh, and then also per uh, 411mania.com, uh, more details are available about WWE's attempt to buy Pro Wrestling Noah and Stardom from N- uh, for NXT Japan. Uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter... Man, Dave Meltzer's getting pimped out all over this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they report that while WWE was in talks in recent months to buy both companies in order to use their... Uh, base of talent for the proposed Japanese uh, localization of NXT, neither group wanted to sell the company outside of Japan. This, uh, the, Their site reports that this is largely due to how Japan has a different mentality in regards to selling businesses to foreign entities. Hmm. Uh, as hmm. reported earlier, WWE has been in talks with several other promotions, though how serious the talks were aren't known. There is word that the company has either hired or is in the process of hiring two major stars in order to be the head trainers for the uh, for the Japan uh, Performance Center. Uh, one of these people on the list is Maiko Satomura, uh, who has been working for the company for some time now. Uh, and other names uh, are uh, Daisuke Sakamoto. Uh, uh, that's a big name, uh, a for, big name. <laughs> for for uh, for Japanese wrestling fans, and uh, Sari Fujimura. Uh, who are uh, not currently working for WWE. Um, yeah, I think Daisuke uh, uh, Saikamoto, I think he may have been in PWG's Battle of Los Angeles this year. Right on. I okay. want to say. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that when that comes out to DVD and Blu-ray or yes. digital download. Uh, apparently all three nights were just banging. So, but yeah, I mean, not to get carried away here, but uh, Steven, face turn, heel turn, what do you make of all this? What do you make of WWE's attempt into trying to get into Japan? Mm-hmm. I mean, feelings. <laughs> like, what, what What do you make of all this, man? I mean, straight heel turn uh, for really? me. For me personally. I mean... Interesting. So here's my problem with it, okay? Okay. Um, you have... I know it's not called this necessarily anymore because NXT is on par with, with Raw and SmackDown, but on quote-unquote main roster... WWE, Raw, and SmackDown. Mm. There is no Raw Japan. Mm-hmm. There is no Raw UK. Mm-hmm. There is no SmackDown Japan. Mm-hmm. You just have wrestlers from all over the world competing under one brand, right? I already have a problem with the fact that you have NXT on primetime TV and then you have NXT UK being its own little separate thing. Bring those guys in. Have them be on primetime as well. Like... If you make an NXT Japan, all you're doing is solidifying that that problem that they have. You know, mm. the the wrestlers that are on NXT UK are absolutely deserving of primetime TV spots. Like, mm-hmm. that, that is without a question, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they can bring some in every now and then, but my argument is just get rid of it and have all of them be NXT. Because there's no, like I said, there's no SmackDown Japan, there's no Raw UK. That's my two cents. I mean, no, that's fair. That's fair. And, and I guess, you know, I mean, I do largely definitely agree with a lot of what you've said. Mm-hmm. So so from from 
uh, my standpoint here, I'm only just doing this to play devil's advocate. Okay. <laughs> 100% here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to say face turn, you know. Um, like our friend Josh uh, uh, Robinson, of course, <laughs> Josh once again from Wrestling Reverb put last week, uh, WWE has a very big problem internationally because it, it thinks and speaks of itself as this global brand, right? Uh, and that's all well and good, but you're not global if you're not doing shows globally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, and I'm not saying this is going to help Josh because he's all the way down in Australia. <laughs> um, you know, maybe an NXT uh, Australia branch uh, or an NXT Mexico branch, um, NXT Canada, NXT Russia. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, like, th- like this. This only helps the Japanese audiences who. Um, let's be realistic here. Uh, in Japan, you've got the big five, right? What I like to call the big five, at least. You've got stardom for women's wrestling. You've got New Japan, who's just crushing it year over year over year. You've got All Japan, who that's that's like like the OG, right? Uh, you've got uh, Noah. And uh, there was one other one. Dragon's Gate. I guess mm. Dragon's Gate's based out of Japan. Right. Um, but like you've got another, like you've got a whole bunch of other ones, uh, other ones like um, uh, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. They came from a company called DDT, which is also very big, right? So you've got all these different promotions uh, in Japan, and a lot of them do the same kind of things, right? There's there's really two schools of thought right now. There's the strong style, uh, which New Japan predominantly does. And there's King's Road, which is the more like the old school 1980s approach to wrestling uh, that, um, you know, 1980s and early 90s uh, approach that's just continued on for years and years that you'll see in like All Japan or in Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, Stardom obviously is for for women's wrestling and they kind of do a combination of both, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, And then like DDT is just like, you know, if 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 Jackass was pro wrestling, right? You know they're doing crazy things like, you know, fighting and like traffic, <laughs> and like all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say here is, when WWE goes to Japan, they get a pretty big audience because that's I mean what WWE does is unique in itself to what Japan has, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. Now this approach of trying to buy a company and just set that up as the base, like just like you know <laughs> buying Pro Wrestling Noah and then just be like, nope, it's NXT Japan now. Like mm. you know, here it is. Right. Like I don't know if that necessarily solves the problem because you're going to have to project how WWE is, you know, <laughs> with the, with an, an already familiar talent base. Right. But I mean, you're just kind of putting a sticker. Right uh, on top of an already existing thing. Right. Yeah. My my argument is highly problematic, Stephen. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, I mean my not to cut you off, yeah. but you know my argument to that is just go to Japan. Like like just take NXT to Japan. D- take NXT to Australia. You know like. But that's the thing. Like I think that like NXT is already very close to like what you would see in all Japan or New Japan or. Noah already, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. or or even Dragon's Gate, like it's, it's got bits and pieces of all of it, right? Um, because it is such a like you just like you put it's NXT 
regular NXT itself is like an amalgamation of all sorts of things. Right, right, right. Like it's a, it's very much the most global kind of of product that WWE has. Absolutely. Even yeah. though it's like the most underutilized, undersold, underpromoted thing, it's the it's the the most globally accessible part of you know what pro wrestling is in 2019 going into 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, like like Japan doesn't have like you know all these like promotions and segments and like weird messed up love triangle storylines and stuff like that in their wrestling like right. WWE does. I think maybe for an interesting, unique reason, Japanese audiences miss that a little bit in the in the wrestling that they get. I mean, I I, I can definitely understand what you're saying for sure. <laughs> I, I can I just personally disagree with it. No, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> no, I, and and like I said, I'm only playing devil's advocate. Here. Right, right. Like right. I know you're like. Shut up! Stop being so stupid. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done with Tanner? <laughs> like, what have you done with NXT? <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, I think it could. I think it could work. I equally think it can't work. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. Plus, if they go to Japan, I mean, they're gonna get his asses thoroughly kicked by New Japan, like all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So who knows what's gonna happen there? Uh, I mean, they're still working hard to try and make something happen, so let's wait and see. Yeah. Um, I think they are, and I'm gonna, I'll just end face turn, heel turn on this note. I think that they are continuing to learn a lesson that kicked themselves in the ass really t- terribly when they could not sign Kota Ibushi. Hmm. When Kota Ibushi came in for the Cruiserweight Classic and tore it up, and then they were like, we we want to sign you. We want to sign you. And then he was like, no, America's not really my thing. I'm going back to Japan. Yeah. I think that that really, like, drove a stake through Hunter. Mm, I think mm. that really hurt Triple H. Because, I, like, just imagine Kota Ibushi in WWE today, for better or worse. Yeah. Like, I, I could see it being beautiful, and I could see it being, like, like the worst utilized talent on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think could that, go either way. Yeah. But I think that this is the lesson that they're learning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Anyway, I think that this very newsworthy episode of headlock talk can only finish in one way mm. as it always does. Steven. <laughs> it's if wishes were fishes. I'm underwater. I'm underwater too. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> you like just like like thumbed yourself right in the throat yeah, with that one. It. There it is. <laughs> it's kind of hard to do like on the spot. You yeah, know? absolutely. Well, that yeah. and you've got these badass new headphones, so it's like you're trying to go through the wire. Yeah, it's a whole thing, man. You can also <laughs> do it if you like hit the top of your head. Oh wow. Yeah, it's weird. Man, I don't really know what. That's, that's actually more effective. Yeah, I don't know what like does it or mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I make a lot of weird noises, listeners, if you haven't uh, noticed. <laughs> well, and, and it's a good thing that I've got my my swimsuit on, my my flippy floppies here, getting my my snorkel and my oxygen tank, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna we're gonna go take a little bit of a deep dive here. Uh, if this is your first episode of Headlock Talk, we play this awesome game at the end called If Wishes Were Fishes, where we each take turns making wrestling related wishes, and the other grades them in terms of fishes. Indeed. Indeed. It's a pretty cool time. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun times. <laughs> uh, so, Stephen, uh, would you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I don't know. What do you want to do? 
<laughs> okay, well, uh, I, I guess I can go first. Yeah, I can go first. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> go go for it, then. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to be a dick. I no, was just no, trying no. to go for comedy. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Yeah, so, um, you know, we talked a lot about the draft uh, this the giraffe. episode. The, the giraffe. Yeah, the <laughs> WWE giraffe 2019. <laughs> I'm just so tickled by the like the thought of like WWE draft. Can, can that be the title of this episode? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Okay, so yeah, we we talked a lot about the draft. Yeah. Draft yeah. draft. Uh it's a hard uh, T right there. Yeah, yeah. Um and one of our favorite wrestlers is back on Raw, Alistair Black. And we we talked a little bit about talked a lot about Alistair we did. Black. Talked a little bit about wanting him to have a really nice push. Uh, to really just come out and start murdering people. So, yeah. Again, if wishes were fishes, uh, Alistair Black is gets a huge push. Eventually, becomes Universal Champion. Uh, becomes the face of Raw, and it, it wow. leads to a more darker Raw, a more darker title picture. Interesting. Yes, I, I want Alistair Black's character to be what Raw is projecting. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want a darker product. I, I don't want these love triangles. I don't, I don't want this thing with Lana Ru- Rusev and Bobby. I want everyone in there to win, everyone in there to murder everybody, and <laughs> and right at the helm of all of it mm. is Alistair freaking Black. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, see, I like that wish for many reasons. Um, that that is actually uh, very similar to the wish that I gave last week, except mm-hmm. you expanded on it here. Mm-hmm. You want you want Raw to become a, a darker product, um, and, and I guess maybe even more so, just a more competitive product. Definitely, right? Yes. Um, and, and I think that Alistair Black would definitely serve to do that uh, in in any capacity, whether he's champion or whether he's not. I think that he makes a very a uh, strong contender for any title that you want to put him in, mm-hmm. uh, any t- any title scene. Um, I mean, yes. Uh, I mean, would I want him to beat Seth at this point? Yes, absolutely. I, I mean, look. I mean, I, can you believe it? Only about ten months ago, were we like, Seth, please beat Brock because Jesus Christ, like yeah. this is too much. And now it's like, no, you can have him back now. Like, thank you very much. Right. Thank well, you for I mean, your service, sir. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't necessarily, I know we're getting away from the wish a little bit, but I, I don't necessarily have a problem with Seth Rollins himself. No, uh, I don't, I don't either, but I think, like, the, the direction of him has been like, wow, really? Like, this is what you came up with? Exactly, okay. exactly. And, and you know, th- we are still in a better spot with Rollins being champion than we were with Brock. Uh, like, that's 100%. I'm not even, like, questioning that. And yeah. I'm happy about that. But... Rollins has gotten a little stale recently. A and there, little bit. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like, he's still a better champion than Brock. But if you can get us a, a newer, cooler product, less stale, then I'm, I'm about it. Yeah. No, I, 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 I do agree with that. And I think Aleister Black winning and being Universal Champion would be the, you know, the, the signal for all of that, really, yeah, yeah. and truthfully, right? Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm gonna give that four killer whales because Alistair Black's a killer, and that's a killer wish. Oh snap! Oh well, snap, thank you indeed. Yeah, man. Um, so for my first wish, uh, if wishes were fishes, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think I would, I, I would definitely try and, and I think I've talked about this before, 
right? Um, uh, but, I mean, obviously you've got Mustache Mountain over on NXT UK, right? Steven's wearing the Mustache Mountain shirt. Word up. Um, and you've got Jordan Devlin, right? Mm. Um, they're apparently trying to start this feud in NXT UK, uh, which I think would be great, right? I think that's a great feud uh, for both men. I think it can exploit all of their talents here. Mm-hmm. But if wishes were fishes, because NXT right now needs all the help that they can get because they're getting their asses handed to them every Wednesday by, mm-hmm. by AEW right now. So if wishes were fishes, let's take that feud over to NXT, mm. right? You know, uh, Tyler Bate and uh, Jordan Devlin uh, make that leap over, even if it's just for a one-off kind of thing, right? Like, just bring Tyler in for, like, a special, like, hey, it's Tyler Bate, he's going to be on NXT, and advertise it a whole bunch, have him face, I don't know, Roderick Strong. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And then Tyler loses because of interference from Jordan Devlin. Now people are invested in it. They're like, oh, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. And why is he attacking Tyler Bate? And then have him kind of explain all like this whole history that they have and make it a big thing in NXT. Hopefully you can at least use both of them to at least stay long-term in NXT. And if you can't, that's fine. You know, At least the, at least you tried, and they can go back to NXT UK. That's totally cool. Mm-hmm. But at mm-hmm. least you had a really kick-ass story and probably some really great matches that go along with it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I love that wish, and, and I, I will tell you why I like that wish mm. so much. Mm. Is because, you know, I, I already talked about uh, my opinion on the whole NXT and NXT UK thing. Yeah. And, you know, w- when I mentioned that there's a bunch of people at, on NXT UK that deserve that time mm-hmm. on Wednesday night, those are two of the main guys that I'm talking about. I'm talking mm-hmm. about Jordan Devlin. I'm talking about Tyler Bate. I'm talking about Pete Dunne. I'm talking about Rhea Ripley. Yeah. A lot well, of insanely talented people. Yeah, Pete Dunne and Rhea Ripley, I mean, they've already proved that. They've already come to NXT full-time on Wednesdays, and mm-hmm. they're kicking ass. Right, right. Like, Rhea Ripley is... I mean, look, we, we talked for months about, like, how, oh, is it Io Shirai who's going to beat Shayna Baszler? Is it Candice LeRae who's going to beat Shayna Baszler? No, no, no. All the signs are pointing to it being Rhea Ripley right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and she absolutely deserves it, you yeah. know? And, and so look at how successful it is when you do bring some of those people over. And, again, I love NXT UK, but just get rid of it and put everyone on NXT because they deserve it. And, and I know it's, it'd be a huge roster and everything like that, but they deserve it. Whatever. Anyways, I love this wish. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I mean, you got you got like the grizzled young veterans, you know, who are a great tag team over in NXT UK. They could help bolster the tag team scene mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in NXT right now, which is uh, it's looking a little bit flat. Yeah, yeah. And then you've obviously Mustache Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Bate can work as singles or in Mustache Mountain, you know, uh, perfectly. So can Trent Seven, for that matter. So can Trent Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valter and Imperium keep showing up on NXT weekly anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I mean, there's that for whatever it's worth. Um, yeah, I mean, the NXT project in the UK just seems a little... It, it just doesn't... I mean, s- I love it, but... It just doesn't really seem like they know what they want it to be mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they're they're bringing over these people because they know they're big and they know they're talented. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, they're, it's, they're almost painted into a box because they're on this separate show. Well, I mean, just like... And I hate that I'm having to use this terminology, but Uh-oh. like, um, just like WWE would quote unquote promote 
NXT talent to the quote-unquote main roster, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, NXT UK talent can always just transcend over to regular NXT mm-hmm. and just, you know, uh, do do its thing, right? Um, you know, I mean, you can always bring up and elevate, you know, though that talent, move them over to NXT, you know, the, you know, like the, the Pete Dunn's, the Rhea Ripley's, the Mustache Mountains, the Grizzled Young Veterans. You know, you can elevate the talent that's done really, really well and use that other space to bring up other stars, uh, you know, throughout the UK scene. I mean, it's no secret that they have these partnerships with Progress. I mean, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. very well known. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can always re-bolster NXT UK and it will always be its own thing. But let's let's use the star power now because it's needed. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I, I completely agree. Uh, I'm going to give you four and a half white Marlins for that. Damn, son. Unofficial, Damn. Uh, unofficial, official fish of the, uh, Headlock Talk. Yeah, the the officially unofficial official fish. That's it. Yeah, that's Man, it. That's, that's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steven. Yeah, of course. Uh, and for your next and final wish? Yeah, for my next and final wish. So. Yeah. If wishes were fishes. If wishes were fishes. Talked about this Eric Bischoff thing. Oh goodness. Right? Okay. It's, it's very confusing. Yeah. Really. You know, I, I don't uh, don't necessarily know why they even uh, hired him in the first place. Hmm. You know, they didn't give him much power, hmm. um, and then fired him on the basis of of him not using the power that they didn't give him. Hmm. Um, it's very confusing to me. Interesting. It almost sounds like it was done on purpose. Hmm. I I know you were using a certain word earlier. Uh, scapegoating. Scapegoating. Yeah. Um. So, if wishes were fishes, this whole Eric Bischoff thing is actually a work. And all of this is actually going to be leading up to Eric Bischoff versus Vince McMahon at Crown Jewel 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> okay, okay. So, hold on. All right, all right. Yeah, uh, okay. Look, I can see it. I can I can definitely see it, okay? Yes. Um like especially if they started like openly plugging it and being like, Oh goodness, Eric Bischoff was fired on on Thursday or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. Right? They start like talking about it on Raw and then like Vince comes out and talks about it, he cuts a promo on Eric Bischoff and yeah, then yeah. Eric comes out, yeah, it'd be it'd be something. Yes. Um what kind of match would they have, Steven? Hardcore match. Oh, yeah? Like a Karate Kid street fight for, for all of, like, Eric Bischoff's karate. More of, like, a geriatric street fight. Oh, God. But, <laughs> but yeah, you're on the right track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I could just see, like, Eric, Eric dressed up as the Karate Kid coming down the ring, and Vince is, like, but, all, like, beefed out. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> all the 70s. weapons are, are, like, like uh, there's, like, a life alert button. <laughs> And, and like a like, walker, like extra padded. Yeah, yeah. They they put extra padding on the ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon like walks out with a walker. No, no, no. Even better. Like you know how like uh, you've seen those commercials where like if uh, you know for the elderly when they have the two story house they have that seat that they can sit yeah, in and yeah. they ride up the stairs. Vince just like comes down on one of those yeah. down the entrance ramp. <laughs> yeah. And then like rips it off the hinges and yeah, smacks yeah. it across Bischoff's <laughs> face. <laughs> I didn't need it in the first place. <laughs> and then he uses like the pole that they like stick IVs on and stuff. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Bischoff versus Vince McMahon at Crown Jewel in a geriatric street fight. Okay. Hey, if man. Wishes were fishes. That's that's something. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um, you're welcome, Internet. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm gonna... You don't really have to give me any fish for this. <laughs> I, I don't deserve them. <laughs> I'll, I'll do you one better. Okay. Um, both men... What, are you gonna give me, like, a lizard or something? N- no, no, no. <laughs> um, both men are on their back. The ref is counting to, to ten. Uh-huh. He's gonna call his thing, right? And then... John Cena comes out and like where's this going? <laughs> like Vince is like struggling to get up and like he thinks he's gonna help out Vince. Yeah, yeah. And then like he gives Vince the FU leading to their WrestleMania thirty six match. There it is. Yeah. There it is. So there's the money. <laughs> because we all want to see John Cena versus Vince McMahon at of WrestleMania thirty six. It's the it's the show that Tampa Bay deserves. Um <laughs> Shout out Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, your football team sucks. So, so here's something to like, smile about, perhaps. Oh man. Um. So, uh, yeah, because of the the John Cena factor in this here, I'm gonna give you uh eight trumpet fish. Oh snap! Because yeah, because yeah, yeah, I love it. Hundred percent. Thanks for the trumpet fish. No, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the wish, Stephen. You're welcome. Um, so I know this game is called If Wishes Were Fishes, mm-hmm. but there's a whole bunch of birds, and I got one stone, so I gotta kill them all, and I think I got it with this wish here. Okay. Okay. Fuck the birds. Fuck the birds. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, here's what we can do, right? Because NXT's, as I noted in my previous wish, NXT needs all the help it can get. Right. Right. So that's bird one. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, WWE has been in the market to buy wrestling companies. Yes. That's Bird 2. Okay. Right. And uh, someone who we don't actually give enough love to here on this show for one reason or another, and there's really not any kind of excuse for it, uh, one Mr. Uh, Villain himself, Marty Skrull. Mm. Bird number three. Yes. Okay. Okay. I like where this is going. So... What we want to do here, because WWE has historically thought about or pondered or has always been rumored to, uh, what we're going to do is, if wishes were fishes, WWE finally buys Ring of Honor. Mm. Step one. Secretly. They don't make any news about it. It just secretly happens. They're just like, you know, radio silence on everything. Nobody talk about it. Nobody speak about it. Nobody knows that there's anything going on. So WWE buys Ring of Honor... Uses Marty Skrull and, and and renews his contract with them. Uses Marty Skrull as the guy to incite a new invasion. All right, so that's actually bird number four. Redo the invasion storyline, but use it as Marty Skrull leading the charge in uh, to NXT by Ring of Honor. And so now what you have is Marty Skrull... <laughs> Steven's clapping. Uh, Marty Skrull, uh, Bandito, Mark Haskins, uh, Jay Lethal, perhaps Jeff Cobb, 
you've got all these guys coming into NXT who can really bolster this thing. And when you start promoting that there's this whole invasion of NXT going on and like putting in the commercials, find out what's going on this week. You know, all the stuff starts coming together and the pendulum starts swinging just a little bit more the other way. And, and week over week, just a little bit more and just a little bit more. And I'm not saying let's go and kill AEW. No, 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 no. Let's not kill AEW. I'm just saying this is this would be something that would even the playing field more for WWE. Right? Because let's be honest, Ring of Honor's not really doing anything on its own. It's not. But they've got enough talent and with Triple H sitting behind the throne, or sitting on the throne rather, he would know what to do here in this situation. God damn. <laughs> You're a fucking genius, Tanner. <laughs> You're a fucking genius. That that is that is possibly the single best wish we've ever had on if wishes were fishes. I wouldn't go that far. Dude, that would be so killer. That'd be so killer. That's a lot of talent bringing in. That's a really, really solid angle to be promoting, especially for a live TV show. Yeah. That, like, you're getting all the fish. All of them. Well, just imagine this, right? Like, it start, like this thing starts going down, and you've got, you've got Marty Skrull and um, Brody King and Mark Haskins, Bandito, and Jeff Cobb form a five-man team to take on Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole... Finn Balor and Velveteen Dream, right? They do it. They do a. They do a five man for control of NXT. Uh, you know, and uh, at the end, once Gargano taps out, uh, Gargano taps out Bandito, or or Brody King, somebody, right? Right. They, you know, all all ten men stand in the ring together in this elimination tag and they just shake hands and they're like, you know what? You, you belong here. And you've... we're all NXT. Yeah. We're all NXT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that I would, uh, I would shit a brick. <laughs> I would too. I would shit a brick. I would too. Yeah. No, that, that'd be amazing. Uh, even just based on the fact of getting Marty Scroll, Bandito and Jeff Cobb, in NXT. Yeah. Just that by itself yeah. makes a beautiful, beautiful wish. Yeah. But now you're adding in this invasion angle to it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Sweet. Man. All the fish. All the fish. All the fish. Oh goodness. Like okay, not like all the fish, but all the <laughs> all the fish that are currently on my chart right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of fish. <laughs> yeah. Man, well, thank you, thank you for that that fish. I thank you for that wish. I I, I really hope it happens because um, uh, you know, hey WWE, uh, you know, I'm just sitting here, yeah. here in Texas. You that know. one's free. Yeah, that one's that one's free. Yeah. The next one you're buying. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you're 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 a goddamn genius. Thanks. Tanner. Thanks, man. Yes. Well, yeah. Let, let's hope that next time we have these wishes. You know, somebody calls us and we have to go up to Stanford for that meeting. Oh, my God. I know, right? Yeah. That'd be dope. That would be dope. Well, Steven, do you have anything else for our listeners today? Not really, man. I'm d- I just hope you guys enjoyed the show. 
Uh, I know this was very news-filled, uh, yeah. very news-heavy, uh, but we still like to put our own Headlock Talk spin on it. Absolutely. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I mean, I know we really had a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, uh, obviously, if this is your first time listening to Headlock Talk, I don't know how you heard about us, but uh, we hope that you give us a follow on Twitter, at Headlock Talk. We would certainly uh, follow you back, and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you thought about today's show. Uh, of course, um, I don't know where you're listening to Headlock Talk on, but if you would like to give back, there's a couple things that you can do. If you enjoyed today's show, just hit that subscribe button. Keep us keep us subscribed and tune into every episode. Uh, you know, uh, download it on. Uh, you can download it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, we're we're. Um, I know we talked a bit a while ago about maybe doing more with YouTube. And we're going to be working on that progressively as uh, the year rolls on here. Because we've only been around for a year, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Crazy Mm -hmm. stuff. We're actually coming up on a year. Yeah. We're we're, we're very, very close to a year anniversary for Headlock Talk. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm very excited. And I I can't wait to see what year two has in store for us. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, hit that subscribe button. You know, keep us downloaded in your roster. You know, let us know what you think. And I mean, if you really want to give to us here... We don't have any Patreon set up. You know, we're not asking for donations at, you know, at this time. You know, uh, just hit us up with a review on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts, really, because you know, that can do more for us than anything else in the world right now. Yeah. And just the fact that you're listening to our show makes us happy, truly. Um, yeah, so... Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself, Tanner. Yeah, man. Well, And, and thank you guys for listening, truly. Um, if you think that Steve and I's voices would be, uh, just right for, uh, MeUndies or, uh, mm. uh, you know, um, some kind of mattress company that comes in a box. Yeah. Um, you know, or, uh... I would love to sponsor MeUndies. Yeah. MeUndies would be great. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like to read Moby Dick, perhaps, uh, for Audible. Mm-hmm. So, shout out Audible. Shout out MeUndies. Yes. You know. Shout out, uh, Casper Mattresses. Casper Mattresses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you guys are listening and you want to, uh, you know, give Stephen and I a shout out, maybe come on the show, uh, or, uh, you know, have us plug some of your products. Hey, hit us up, headlocktalk at gmail.com. That's where we do our business inquiries. Indeed. Yeah, man. Um, I think we would even be open to sponsoring hot dogs. Or, I'd sponsor or, a hot dog. Or even the city of Tampa Bay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Shout out Tampa. It took me a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, thank you again for tuning into another great episode of Headlock Talk. Uh, I had a lot of fun, Stephen. I guess you had a lot of fun. Of course. Yeah. I always have fun with Headlock Talk. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we hope that you guys had fun, really and truly. Yes. Um, so until next time, boys and girls, I'm the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. And, of course, across the table from me here, the man with the plan, the one and the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye-bye. Later. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. 
Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. At CVS Health Hub, you can see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab what you need all in one trip, even on evenings and weekends. That's healthier made easier. Visit a CVS Health Hub today. Services vary by location. See cvs.com slash health hub for details.